الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورايت الناس يدخلون في دين الله افواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر انه كان توابا صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters last week we had discussed some lessons from the last days of the mubarak life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we discussed the aspect about the final khutbah that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave and in what condition what difficulty he underwent he took upon himself in order to come and give this advice to the ummah he was extremely ill he could not walk without the assistance of somebody and his mubarak head was tightly bandaged in order to bring some relief from the severe headache that he was experiencing but with all these difficulties nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam still came through and he delivered the khutbah to the sahaba and in this khutbah there were various advices that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave among the things that he highlighted was the importance of rights which we discussed another aspect that was highlighted in this khutbah was the aspect about not having any malice in the heart for anybody as nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself stated that this is not his way this is not his manner that his heart harbors any ill feeling any malice for anybody so this was the importance of the rights that was highlighted and discussed in this khutbah among the things that were also mentioned was that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that if anybody wants any duas made for them then they should ask for those duas so one person asked for some duas to be made and he so to say expressed some of his weaknesses so when he expressed some of these weaknesses in order for dua to be made for him somebody commented and said that you have disgraced yourself here in this manner you are expressing your weaknesses so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam replied to him and said replied to the person who commented and said that the disgrace of dunya is far lesser than the disgrace of akhirat the disgrace of dunya cannot compare to the disgrace of akhirat what was meant here is that sometimes there is some little embarrassment that is perhaps felt 
in trying to get some matter sorted out, get something addressed. I mean, made a mistake somewhere. And now to address that mistake, it might require going to ask somebody for forgiveness. Now here what the embarrassment was, so to say, that now this person is asking in the presence of others that I have these problems with the offer me. But now this was the occasion when Nabi Islam himself had encouraged that if anybody wants any dua made for them, they should ask for it now. So now this person realized the opportunity that it is an extremely important time. Let me take this opportunity and get that dua. So if somebody else feels that what's the issue here and this person is exposing his weakness, let that be, but right now I can't let this opportunity go. I need to get the dua of Rasulullah in order to get myself relieved from these weaknesses. So this is the lesson that we need to draw out from this, that sometimes it might appear like a kind of embarrassment, that now I have to go up to somebody and tell them that, look, I need you to please forgive me, because I did this or that on a certain occasion, which trampled on your rights, or hurt you, or was something that was done, some injustice was done to you, so I have come to now, please seek your forgiveness. So, it will be a kind of embarrassment perhaps, but that is also largely just a whisper of shaitan, that now this will be embarrassing, especially if you have to go and ask somebody for forgiveness. That is just a whisper from shaitan. People, when somebody approaches them for forgiveness, especially for these kind of things, their hearts open out. Generally, this is the outcome, this is the reaction. People's heart open out and very easily, very quickly, they express that forgiveness wherever it is. They give the person that forgiveness. It's not that they will hold something behind that, no, I can't or what, I shouldn't. They feel very uh, impressed by somebody coming and humbling themselves and asking for forgiveness, provided that this is being done in a proper manner, is being done correctly, it's being done with good akhlaq, and it is being done with ikhlas, Allah Ta'ala will put that effect in it. Allah Ta'ala will put that impact on the heart of the other person. That the other person's heart will just melt, and they will be more than ready to forgive you. Also sometimes, in getting something addressed, something sorted out in our life, we might have got caught up in something. People get caught up in all kinds of things, unfortunately. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So now we got caught up due to whatever the situation was. We got into some company or whatever. And due to that, we got caught up in something. On the phone, in some kind of haram relationship, in indulging in some other vice and sin. Now to address this, this thought comes in the heart this good thought comes from time to time that no, I should stop this I must not live my life in this way Allah Ta'ala's ni'mats and bounties are so innumerable and I am benefiting from this all the time and now this is how I am conducting myself this is wrong so the thought comes in the mind the thought comes in the heart 
But then the person thinks, but now to get this sorted out, I will have to, I tried on my own, it's not working, so now I have to go to ask somebody for advice, I have to contact somebody and take their guidance in it. But now this will be a big embarrassment, and uh, how can I do this? So to start off with, if we approach somebody who is a genuine person, who is an authentic person, who is truly helping people and guiding people, then no such person will look down upon us or will think anything negative about us when we make that approach to try and address a problem, to try and rectify a wrong, to try and get guidance and direction. They will never ever look down upon us. In fact, they feel very obliged to now assist because it's obvious that here is a person who is seeking Allah Ta'ala. Why would a person come and say that, look, this is a weakness I have, this is a problem I have, this is some wrong that I am caught up in, so please help me to get out of it. Why is a person coming to do this? Why would a person approach someone and expose this weakness? It's only because the person wants to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. The person wants to distance oneself from shaitan and wants to become close to Rahman, to come close to Allah Ta'ala. So a person who is uh, truly guiding others in deen, who has the welfare of people at heart, and who is a true person, then he will never ever look down upon such a person. In fact, he will be very uh, much humbled by this. And he would definitely regard that person as better than himself. So that's the first point to be have in mind, that this is merely a whisper of shaitan that I will be looked down upon, or how will I be considered, and whatever else, that's just shaitani whispers. Number two, if this is the thought that shaitan is whispering, then the answer to give to shaitan is what was given by Rasulullah on this occasion, that the disgrace of dunya is far lesser than the disgrace of akhirat. To start off with, inshallah, there won't be any disgrace here because that confidentiality is always maintained. The confidentiality is maintained when somebody is approached for advice, somebody is approached for guidance, then they don't handle this thing in a public platform, they don't handle this in a way that is uh, exposes anybody it is handled sensitively, it is handled diplomatically, it is handled in a way that maintains a person's izzat and honor, because the purpose is to help somebody. So that is purely just shaitan's manner of trying to distract a person and try to prevent a person from taking the steps forward in life and getting one's life back on track. So that's all from shaitan. But when the person takes the step, then he realizes that this was so easy was so uh, beneficial, I should have done this long time ago, but shaitan now tries to delay it, and tries to delay it, hoping it never happens. So to start off with, there will never ever be, inshallah, such a situation, where a person now becomes disgraced, because he went to somebody for advice and guidance. Some other situation happens, that's another matter. But because he went to somebody for advice and guidance, inshallah, that will never become a means of any disgrace. But shaitan, when he whispers this thought, for the sake of merely rejecting shaitan's whisper and answering him, this is the answer that we have to give. The answer that Rasulullah taught us. That the disgrace of dunya 
is nothing compared to the disgrace of Akhirat. So if you are trying to frighten me off with the disgrace of dunya, then I'm more concerned about the disgrace of Akhirat. So I'm not interested in what you are trying to frighten me with. So to start off with, that won't be inshallah the case. But just for the sake of answering shaitan, and not allowing him to become a barrier in taking the step forward to get our issues sorted out. Many a times, the plot of shaitan is simply procrastination. That, okay, I, I need to sort this out, I need to get it addressed, but uh, now there's only three weeks left for madrasa now, and then is the holiday, so after the holiday, I will come back Madrasa on a new sheet, on a clean note. I will then have nothing to do with all these things. So now it's just three, four weeks left for Madrasa. And then the holidays, so just now let this plan pass. But definitely, after the holidays, this is out. So now Shaitan, on the one hand, pacified us to say, that no, don't worry, you're coming right. Because you already fixed a date. That date is two months away. We don't have any guarantee of living for two hours, for two minutes. But Shaitan already made us very, very complacent that, well, you already set a date. Two months time, don't worry. This is all out of your life. And uh, you'll be totally away from it. So are you, now this little bit, you're still young. Everybody's doing it. So if you also carry on with some of these things, what's the problem? And then in any case, you are not going to carry on forever. It's just two more months. So now in that procrastination, several things Shaitan has done. One is... He prevented us from making the toba immediately. Prevented us from going to take some advice and help, some guidance. He prevented us from getting saved from that sin. So he kept us stuck in there. And then now, what will be the case? So shaitan has got another two months to try and mess the situa- situation up so much put a person in such a difficult corner and mess the whole thing in such a way that now after two months what difficulty they might have been now in trying to give up the wrong after two months it will be 20 times more, 50 times more difficult maybe 100 times more difficult so that's Shaitan's plan that look, just pull it along now don't tell the person, look, don't give toba don't tell, Shaitan won't come and say, look, you must not make Tawbah, you must not make Istighfar, you must not give up the sins, no, no, you must give it up. But when? Two months time, three months time, Ramzan is coming, it's five months time. So, Shaitan will use this plot of procrastination. And now when we fall into that trap, so now what happens is, now we say, well, in any case, since I'm going to give it up two months time, now let me just, just do everything now. And then two months time will be all over. So now, by the time the two months came, if a person was like one out of ten, two out of ten, maybe three out of ten, that's how caught up he was in that wrong. Now, if you just give it some points now, out of ten, how deep the person was in the problem. So maybe he was three out of ten, four out of ten in that problem. Now he decided two months time I'm going to give it up. But now since two months time I'm giving it up, so now let me go for the kill. By the time the two months have Past, he is now 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 in that mess, in that problem. Now he can't even think of giving it up. Previously he was still thinking. Previously he was still telling himself, you must give it up. Now he doesn't want to entertain the thought also. 
And this is what becomes the situation when a person postpones Toba. Allah forbid the tawfiq of Toba then goes away. So this procrastination is a very very dangerous thing. Shaitan makes us do this to keep us stuck where we are. So what is the way forward? The way forward is to take that step now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month definitely, not any other time, right now. Right now to take the step and to move forward. Now somebody might think already that we are talking about right now, taking the step right now. Right now we are sitting and listening to this discussion. So what step are you going to take right now? And then in any case, after this discussion, we might have some class, or we might have some other work to be completing. So now, how are we going to take this step right now? So, indeed, we have to take the step right now. But when a person takes the step, for example, that he has taken the step to build a house, so it's not that with a wave of one wand or something, that house just will just come in one instant, because it made a decision, so now automatically that house just came up, now he start putting the foundation, and then he start laying the bricks, and then he start coming up to the wall, height of the roof, and then he'll put the roof, etc., all the things. So the step right now is the firm decision in our mind, that azam, that determination, and talking to Allah Ta'ala, from the heart, Ya Allah, I'm making Tawbah right now, from this wrong that I'm involved in. That's already a step forward, a very big step forward. The Tawbah right now, in the depths of our heart, and in the Hadith, Nabi Islam says, At-Ta'ibu Habibullah. The one who makes Tawbah is the beloved of Allah Ta'ala. So, right now, whatever the matter might be, somebody might be thinking that, well, I'm caught up in this haram relationship, so I'm making Tawbah right now, I'm not going to go back to it. Right now I'm making Tawbah in my heart. Ya Allah, you save me. Ya Allah, you protect me. Allah, I don't want to be earning this curse and this azab all the time. Allah, you let it be far away from me. I have made this toba. I'm not going to be involved in this haram relationship anymore. Somebody is caught up on Instagram and somebody on Facebook and somebody on whatnot and they're getting caught up in all kinds of things and Allah knows best who they're following and what kind of things they are following because now anything and everything, everybody is inviting towards following them and following people in all kinds of nonsensical things, all kinds of stupid things, but now, because the world has made it look glamorous, because shaitan, shaitan creates that kind of glamour in wrong, wrong things, shaitan makes it look very glamorous. But when the person gets to the reality, sometimes it's by that time, the damage is done. Now the dark side of it becomes apparent. That becomes clear now. So, all kinds of thing are, things are being invited and people are getting caught in these things and then they're getting into other issues also from there and what not goes on. So, making toba from that. Ya Allah, I'm going to stop all this right now. I've stopped it. I'm making toba from it. If there's something to delete, I will delete it at the earliest opportunity. I will get rid of all these things. I won't leave any trace of it. So now that sincere toba from the heart, already that's a very big step forward. And when a person makes this toba and takes this step forward, 
Allah Ta'ala will fill the heart with noor. Allah Ta'ala will fill the heart with peace, with serenity. Allah Ta'ala will fill the heart with the tranquility. So now this is the step we have to take forward. We cannot procrastinate anymore. The doors of Allah Ta'ala are wide open, but we don't know how long we have time. And once the pangs of death start, the time is gone. So let us make that sincere toba. Then together with the sincere toba, mashallah the toba will be sincere, the toba will be genuine, but it requires some further action to make it very, very strong, and then to remain steadfast on the toba. It requires some further action. Now the further action is that we have to think about it, take the advice of our Maldimas and think about who we seem to be able to find that uh, we think that this person will be able to assess me I think I will be able to easily take the advice from such a person and that advice will be I'll wholeheartedly take it because I have confidence in the person MashaAllah there are many many senior ulama and mashayikh in the Durban area in the overport area in, around us many places so, wherever our heart takes to in terms of the confidence being in that personality and generally we understand and hear and know that such a person, mashallah, those who are taking the advice from him, taking the guidance from him, they are progressing, they are moving ahead in deen. So now, we take the advice as well. So now to make that determination and that decision that who we are going to take that advice from so that we remain firm on the track that we now have decided to take that we want to follow the route that's going to take us to Allah Ta'ala directly we don't want to get caught up in any other issues we don't want to fall by the wayside we want to go safely to Allah Ta'ala to Jannatul Firdaus inshallah so let us now make that decision we don't need to decide that later we decide it now will put the decision into action maybe a little later in the day but the decision can happen right now that is the step to take right now so then we make that decision and then we take make dua to Allah Ta'ala beg Allah Ta'ala's help Ya Allah this is this decision is solely for your pleasure Ya Allah you make it a means of every khair and benefit Ya Allah you make it a means of my islah make it a means of my tazkiyah make it a means of my progressing in deen make it a means of gaining your muhabbat so inshallah we'll be able to then start moving forward. We'll see the barakat of this decision. We'll see the barakat of this dua sincerely from the depth of the heart. So inshallah we will leave a few minutes at the end of the talk before the normal finishing time to allow us this few minutes to sincerely make dua. Dua, in the dua will be toba from the past Toba for the issues that might have happened, we will express that remorse and regret to Allah Ta'ala. And then together with that, we will make the sincere dua that Ya Allah, I am making this Toba, I have made this Toba, Ya Allah, you keep me steadfast on it. And you open the paths of deen for me. You open the way of gaining hidayat. You open the pathways of hidayat for me. And fill my heart with your muhabbat, cleanse my heart out of all the evils and vices. So this was the 
This was derived from the lesson that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave, that on that occasion Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the disgrace of dunya is nothing compared to the disgrace of akhirat. So meaning if for some reason, if it appears that I have to just, I'm going to be in a little bit of an embarrassing situation by going to ask for this forgiveness, etc. To start off with, more often than not, that is just purely shaitan's whispers to try and distract us from making that move forward, from taking that step ahead. Most often, is just shaitan's whispers. But nevertheless, nevertheless, we will just respond to shaitan and reject that thought by saying that the disgrace of dunya is nothing compared to the disgrace of akhirat, I am not prepared to leave this just hanging in the air now. I need to sort it out so that I don't face the disgrace of akhirat. Allah Ta'ala protect us from it. This is that disgrace which even the Anbiya Ali Wasallam made dua to be saved for. A Nabi like Sayyidina Ibrahim Ali Wasallam, such a great Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. And he's making dua, وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ Allah, don't disgrace me on the day of Qiyamat when everybody will be resurrected. Now, there is no disgrace for the Amiya Salam. They are masoom, they are sinless. But this is still the level of concern. So, what must be the disgrace of that day that is great Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, He is seeking for Allah Ta'ala's protection. That Allah, Ya Allah, you save me from the disgrace of that day. So, that is the answer to give to Shaitan. Then together with this, we should be encouraging one another. One is the decision within ourselves, the toba, the decision to take the advice. Together with that, we should be encouraging one another. This is a true friend. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about true friends. That the true friends, they enjoin the right upon one another. They encourage one another towards right. They help one another towards that which is good. Which will take them closer to Allah Ta'ala. And وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ munkar, They discourage one another from the wrongs. They discourage one another from things that are evil, from the vices. So this is what we are supposed to be doing. We are the servants of Allah Ta'ala. And as the servants of Allah Ta'ala, this is what we should be engaged in, helping one another to move towards righteousness, to stay away from vice. So this is also the other point, that while we are going to make Tawbah ourselves, inshallah, and together with that we are going to make this decision to take advice, to take guidance on our issues, and then take that active step in taking that forward, we will take the advice and guidance of our Maldimas on that note, and then together with that, to encourage one another, that look, this is how we are supposed to be going forward, and this is an extremely effective aspect, the aspect of encouraging others towards deen. Sometimes shaitan will put this in the mind, but you are not doing it yourself, so how are you telling others? And sometimes shaitan will put this on the tongue of other people also. When they will hear us encouraging somebody towards righteousness, then they will find fault with us and say, but you are not doing that and you're not, you're involved in this, so what are you talking about? So the answer to that is, that just make dua for me that I give up all the wrongs and make dua for me that I bring in whatever is supposed to be in my life. And this is what I'm doing, this is also my effort to get to that point. That because 
I am also very weak, so I am encouraging others with the barakat of encouraging others, inshallah I'll get the tawfiq of doing the good things and this will strengthen me. And that is exactly the effect and impact of this. That when one keeps inviting others towards goodness and encouraging others towards good, it creates that concern within oneself and one becomes firm. You yourself will become firm. You yourself will become very much more stronger. So therefore, this is the third thing that we should also encourage one another, advise one another, and inshallah in this way, we will progress, and others will also progress. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq, Allah ta'ala guide us towards His pleasure at all times, and save us from everything that is displeasing to Him. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. For a minute or two we will make a dua, and thereafter each one will continue for at least two, three minutes thereafter, with their own individual dua, in the manner that we mentioned and explained. Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وسابه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين